Disclosure, we have not read or seen everything. Ain't nobody got time for that. I don't have a life and I haven't read everything. Because of that, there's a chance we may not know something or get something right. We're here to have fun and talk about our opinions and points of views on comics and characters we like. So don't take our opinions to heart, and if we get something wrong, feel free to let us know. But don't be an asshole about it. Also, we can't do words good. So do, do you want to intro it this time? Because I think I've introed all of them. So episode five, what does it mean to be a number named five? <laughs> this, is, this is episode five of the podcast, uh, Keeping Up with the Wades. I'm Anthony and she's Brittany. Hi. Well, it's been a little bit, we recorded. It's probably going to be not a little bit for you guys, probably a week. I don't know. We're still trying to figure it out. I mean, it's been a whole last month, right? I think a little bit over a month, because you went to go visit Bantha and Red Lady for baby stuff. Fuck, that was three weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's over a month, because we canceled twice before, and I think that was two weeks in itself. Yeah. So maybe almost a month and a half. So we're a little rusty, but bear with us. We're we're trying to keep it going still. We just didn't want to post any episodes until we got it all bundled together so that we don't fall behind. So so we were more fluid. We kind of had a reserve going because I knew this shit would happen. Yeah. Especially um, with the holidays coming up and all that well, fun stuff. Yeah. I'll probably be busy around the holidays. But and, we have another manager who doesn't call me as much. She's really good at the store. <laughs> so I'm not going to be there that often. Proud of you. Um. So hopefully this is our Halloween episode. Yeah, we're planning on it being our spoopy, scary skeleton episode. Ooh. I think you meant to say boo. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll add creepy whispers behind us that make it sound like there's a ghost talking behind us. <laughs> I hope you creep yourself out while editing. <laughs> so we had, what, six and seven this week? Yeah, we had issues six and seven of Grayson this week. Uh, Anthony took issue six and I took issue seven. Um, so I guess we'll start it off and let our future selves that are recording this <laughs> play into our summaries. Because we're procrastinators. Grayson number six, The Brain of the Operation, written by Tim Seeley. The art is by Mikkel Janine. The colorist is Jeremy Cox. And the letterer is Carlos M. Mangol. Our story starts on a dark and rainy abandoned prison island. Dick and Helena are scaling the cliff of the island, attempting to drop in on the meeting of a group known as AWOL. Helena is explaining the mission to Dick, when all of a sudden Dick, still holding onto the cliff, grabs her with his legs, pulling her away from something that just attacked them. That something was a zombie orca with crab legs. Yes, you heard correct, a zombie orca with crab legs. They dodge the creature as it attacks again, and it falls off the cliff, crashing into the water. Dick and Helena then arrive at the meeting location to find a prison yard full of recently murdered AWOL members. They are walking amongst the corpses looking for clues when suddenly Dick's leg is grabbed by a member of the Fist of Cain. Helena shoots the hand with an arrow, causing it to release its grasp on Dick. Helena orders Dick to pull the man out of the pile of bodies for interrogation when Midnighter steps out of one of his fancy doors behind them. His presence goes unnoticed by the three, and when Dick goes to pick up their new prisoner, Midnighter comments that while Dick's nifty hypnos tech may block their faces, he would recognize that ass anywhere. I mean, same. Helena radios Minos, informing him that something must have went wrong, and she believes the Fist of Cain has the brain now. She stresses that they not worry because they have a prisoner, and they intend to get their information. 
Helena begins to focus her hypnos implant to dig through the man's mind while Dick stands lookout. We then jump to Spiral as Poppy walks into Minos' office because she heard a scream. It then zooms in on a shocked expression she has on her face. She turns around, walks right out the door saying, Why did I come in here? Silly Poppy, I think I left the coffee pot on. So either she walked in on some awkward weird sex stuff, or she saw him doing evil and he mind wiped her. Just because I know Minos, I'm leaning towards weird sex stuff. We then see from Minos's perspective, there are three naked demon-looking things floating in a vortex and speaking strangely. They call themselves Spider, and basically tell Minos to chill out. Spider then offers to mind-wipe Minos, but he declines and ends the meeting with a lame, Minos out. Honestly, it's still 50-50 on the sex stuff or evil, I don't know. We then jump back to Helena, where she is digging through the prisoner's mind. Dick hears a noise and goes to investigate. Just as he rounds the corner, he's pulled through one of Midnighter's fancy doors into the God Garden. Midnighter introduces him to the ship before they begin to fight. When Midnighter throws his first punch, Dick backflips over him and throws his escrima stick at Midnighter's face, calling him a goth club bouncer, which is so accurate. Midnighter catches and breaks the stick and begins countering everything Dick hits him with. Midnighter explains that this is because he knows who Dick is, and now using his powers he can predict all of his moves, or as Midnighter says, he can hum to the jazz of Nightwing. Dick says you may know Nightwing, but you know nothing about Robin, and begins whoop-assing Midnighter. You know jazz, Dick says, but how are you at punk rock? Just as the tide of the fight is turning and Midnighter is pinned, Dick's eye begins to bleed, and Midnighter's eye begins to glow. Midnighter reveals that the God Garden removed Dick's hypnos and installed it on Midnighter himself. He punctuates this explanation with a fist to Dick's jaw. Meanwhile, Helena finishes tugging the information out of her prisoner's brain, and upon looking around, discovers Dick abandoned her. She radios Minos and informs him of the Fist of Cain's plan with the brain. We jump back to the fight on the ship. Midnighter is now whoop-assing Dick, and asks him if he has any last words. Dick replies with a simple, Sochigumo, and Midnighter drops. The gardener suddenly appears behind Dick, and politely asks Dick to walk with her. She apologizes to Dick for Midnighter being so temperamental, and explains that Paragon was created with the purpose to destroy her. She informs Dick that the Fist of Cain plans to use the brain to murder thousands in Israel, and when Dick pleads to go save the people that are going to die, the gardener disappears and Dick hears a voice echoing through the ship, saying, No, you must stay here with me to save the garden. Issue number seven, Sin by Silence. Writer is Tim Seeley. Artist is Stephen Mooney. Colorist, Jeremy Cox. Letterer is Carlos M. Mangal. This issue begins with Matron entering Jordian airspace in the spiral copter. There's a lot of back and forth between Helena and Minos over comms. Minos instructs Helena that it's paramount that she retrieves the Paragon brain from the Fist of Cain and to not let it fall into the wrong hands. They're also working to track down Dick since he mysteriously disappeared in the previous issue. I mean, we know what happened to him, but they don't. Poppy and Dr. Dr. Nazi, I can't remember how to say her fucking name, Dr. Nitz, um, are searching for him and they'll find him whether he's dead or alive. Helena tells them Dick Grayson is not dead. If he is, I will kill him. His hypnos are still online, but his nano trackers are either deactivated, being blocked, or they're out of range. They have access to his memory and visual files on the hypnos, so Helena requests that they download the recordings to her hypnos so that she can try and figure out where he is. Poppy warns her of the dangers, but she insists on doing it. Poppy also enjoys a little too much inflicting the pain that comes with the download. Helena watches the last five minutes of what Dick's hypnos implant has recorded. 
someone else is using Dick's implant as we see Dick in a cell pissed off and punching the glass trying to get out. In the reflection of the glass, we see Midnighter smugly looking at a very pissed off Dick Grayson. Helena instructs Poppy to upload her interrogation from Mac on Macabra? Macabre? I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. In the previous issue, to Dick's implant so that Midnighter will see what the Fist of Cain have planned for the brain. They hope that if Helena can't capture the brain in time, maybe Midnighter can. The gardener then appears in front of Dick as he's yelling at Midnighter. We find out she's only a hologram as Dick takes a swipe at her and it just kind of goes right through her. She tells him that Midnighter can no longer hear him and even if he could, he wouldn't listen to him because he represents lies and deceit while she is like his new mother figure and will love and believe her over him. Midnighter walks away from the cell we see that the eye he has the implant in is bleeding. So it's clearly kind of taken a toll on him. We then jump to Rabin Square in Israel, where there's a peace rally and a band called Sin by Silence is playing. Which is where the issue's name comes from. A faceless man dressed in all white is ordering a falafel and shorts the man some shekels. It's Menos. He showed up. Helena has arrived and landed the spiral copter and has requested that they start the interrogation transfer from her hypnose implant to Dick's, which is still in Midnighter's head. Midnighter gets the transfer while singing a song about tracking Spiral down and killing them. It's great, by the way. I love it. Both Helena and Midnighter are clutching their heads, screaming due to the pain from the transfer, and Poppy is just loving it. That psycho cannibal bitch. Back with Dick and the Gardener. The Gardener is telling that what's going to happen at the concert slash rally will serve as an example to humanity. It cuts back to Midnighter on the ground of the God Garden, wiping his very bloody eye, talking about how he knows what the Fist of Cain has planned, and asks the Gardener to open a door there for him. After getting nothing from her, he starts yelling and demanding a door. For those of you who don't know, the gardener slash god garden can open like these essential doorways into other places that'll teleport them. It's all very complicated and fun. Dick is trying to convince the gardener to believe him, while Midnighter's yelling at the gardener that he thinks Dick is telling the truth and that he needs her to open the door to stop it. Dick tells the gardener about when his parents died and how Bruce was there for him as a safety net and how he's trying to be that safety net for others as a way to like try to convince her to let him go that he's trying to do the right thing. For her to understand that she's a net for Midnighter and she needs to support him. The concert's begun. Sin by Silence is performing, and Helena's hypnos seem to be on the fritz. The singer of Sin by Silence takes off his white gloves that just completely add to the fashion disaster that is his outfit. He reveals that he's a member of Fista Kane, which is what the gloves were covering was the tattoo on his hand. He picks up this globe slash peace sign sphere thing and starts talking about how everyone is cruel and full of hate. Helena's trying to get through the crowd to take him out, but is struggling. He then says murder for some reason, and, and everyone in the vicinity starts fighting each other, and Helena's crossbow gets crushed in the process. It's, it's a whole freaking mess, man. Um, just then, Midnighter and Dick come through the door to the brawl. Dick insists that he doesn't kill anybody while trying to save them. Midnighter reluctantly agrees and says his implant should brought his implant should block out a psychic attack for a while, so he shouldn't be too affected by the brain. Dick assigns him to crowd control while Dick goes after the brain. While traversing through the crowd, Helena comes out of completely nowhere and starts to attack Dick, 
saying that he abandoned her and she's gonna kill him. Dick realizes she too is under control. Helena, in that moment, clutches her head, saying it's easier for her to fight from a longer range, and even though with the hypno, she still can't get near the brain without it impacting her. Suddenly, just completely out of left field, she kisses Dick in order to clear her head and then just struts right off. I'm assuming it's because, you know, the brain's saying hate, 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 and it's kind of the opposite, counteract, I don't know. Midnighter then disarms the falafel chef, a first for him, and uses the knife he had to aim at the singer, saying, even without the soundtrack to Friday the 13th in my head, this is too hard to resist, and throws the knife. Dick deflects it with his foot, yelling, no killing and starts fighting the singer. Minos then saves Helena from a Fisticane member, and Dick wins possession of the brain. For a moment, he was going to destroy the brain, but he then decided that would just be feeding it what it wanted. Instead, he took control of it in order to stop the violence. Back at St. Hadrian's, we see Dick giving Batman a mission report, this time with his shirt on. Dick and Helena also have a debriefing with Minnows, where Minnows also references Lady Gaga and tells them, tells them to again focus on Checkmate. Dick and Helena walk back to their dorms, where Helena says she has gaps in her memory from the mission. Dick asks her if she remembers kissing him passionately, and Helena laughs at him. The issue ends with Midnighter leaving the God Garden, basically saying he can't work with her anymore because he can't stand behind someone who believes their agenda trumps everything, and he can't be around liars and murderers without becoming one himself. So now we're back. And Brittany, what did you think about my issue? I know how much you love this issue. And I, I know only you love it. it for one particular reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there is a zombie orca crustacean type animal thing. <laughs> In Dick's own words, it's a zombie orca with legs. <laughs> okay, but they look like crab legs or Yeah, you know, no, they're definitely crab the legs. They're definitely gonna taste good with butter. <laughs> I mean, I prefer my crab legs just with lemon, but to each their own. But yeah, yeah no, so the the issue starts off very, very interesting with a orca zombie crustacean thing attacking them yeah that's that's like the only reason that this is my favorite one of my favorite issues that one scene makes this issue so fun it starts it's, off it's like one of those things like they started as an action scene but it just comes way out of left field and no matter what you do there's no way you could have expected this yeah um and so midnighter is a guest a very prominent guest in these two issues, too, which, I mean... I mean, he's in every other issue, too. No, I think he's been in every issue, honestly. No, even the no, issues he where hasn't. he's not a big... Yeah, because he was in the even the, the Manti Raid issue. Was he? Yeah, there was a was. page page issue. He's been in every issue. Oh, okay, you know, I stand corrected, but he has a more prominent role he, in these two he issues. He wasn't in the annual. That's, That's right. Still, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was just going to say that, you know, I, I like that, you know, he kind of took a bigger role in these. Yeah, you are going to comment on how he was introed into the <laughs> couple issues, though. He walks in through the door, sees Dick Grayson bending over, and says... <laughs> but I'd know that ass anywhere. <laughs> um, no, okay, so if you haven't read the issue... Or you don't know much about how the God... Is it the God Garden that does the doors? Yeah. So basically, he 
quests a door and it teleports him wherever. Yeah, it's like a little portal. I do like that um, at the beginning of this issue, they're talking about a group of people called AWOL. And I just want to comment that villains in at least the DC universe, I feel like they put all of their creativity into like their gimmicks and their plans. And then when it comes to the name, they just, you know, it's like midnight before your report's due and you just slap something together. You mean like old gun? (laughs) I mean, I was more thinking of stuff like the Injustice Society. It's like they were forced in school to have a group project and they're just like, like the first person just came up with the name and they're just like, whatever, that's fine. We got something. Let's go. But the idea going around with the other stuff is great. Like the other ideas are great. And then it's like (laughs) the name is the worst part about it. It's like that took them two seconds. Exactly. Like I said, it's like midnight before your reports due, and you're just like throwing shit together. You find a quote, you got nothing to support it, but damn, there's your reference. (laughs) (laughs) You guys know what I mean. I really like the scene where Poppy walks in on uh, Mr. Minos having what I assume is a weird sex thing with the 3-0 of spiral spider people things that are spinning around inside the computer or is that the wall? I don't know. I think they're in mist. It's weird. They're holding hands, spinning around sideways. (laughs) What's that movie where there's like... Three people, I think they're like siblings, and then they're like oracles, like that kind of thing. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? I want to say Charmed, but I don't think you're talking about Charmed. No, I'm not. (laughs) It's a movie, I don't know. But anyways, it's weird, it's creepy, and the way Poppy walks out, it's as if he caught him jerking off. It's definitely a weird sex thing. (laughs) My least favorite thing about this is what when Mr. Minos decides to, like, tell them, you know, we're done with the call. He ends it like only the weirdo Mr. Minos would and says, Minos out. Um, actually, the panel that you're on right now, I really like that purely <laughs> because um, it kind of gives us a little more in-depth to Minos. Up until this point, we have seen him as, like, you know, he's the leader, he's in charge, you know, he's sure of himself and his needs, and then all of a sudden, it kind of gives you a little more, it humanizes him, I guess. But if you, if you read, like, Mr. Minos' uh, wiki, I believe it said that he infiltrated Spiral in order to, like, find out their secrets and stuff like that. And then he kind of got sucked into this, like, a leadership role, I think. Don't quote mm-hmm. me on this. I like how Dick Grayson gets kidnapped without her even noticing, too. And she <laughs> thinks that he abandoned her. <laughs> but, like, he was literally just yoinked through a door. Oh, 100% he was yoinked. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, like, I get, like, she really has to, like, concentrate to use the hypnose, but... Giant flash of orange light. And he yells out a word and then is gone. (laughs) I mean, he gets a letter out, but okay. Still, if you heard me go, "Mm," (laughs) you wouldn't turn around and be like, what was that? (laughs) You good, man? (laughs) Yeah, so uh, Dick kind of gets kidnapped (laughs) and taken onto the God Garden. Yeah, and it's just basically fights and shit after that where uh, they're just throwing back banter back and forth. And uh, then 
Dick Sochigumo's Midnighter. That was yeah. that was a pretty cool part. I liked how it came back into the um, story, how it keeps coming up. I think that's like the third time it's popped up as a thing. Uh, yeah. Um, he also calls Midnighter a goth club bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dialogue's pretty great. That's my favorite part of the issue. I just love... Uh, I think that's, like, my my favorite thing about comics is just, like, the banter and kind of getting the person behind the mask. Yeah, because it'd be kind of... It'd be a really plain comic if it just showed the fight scene as a fight scene. Mm-hmm. Which, realistic, like, in real life, it would just be a fight, you know, like, if it was on a movie, it'd just be a fight scene. But in comics, to, like, make it not be as plain, they're always exchanging dialogue in between hits, which is Yeah. I mean, you have to, or else it's just going to be a panel of pictures. Yeah, a panel of pictures of people getting kicked and shit. Exactly. It wouldn't be fun. I, I mean, like I've said before, I would totally just have a comic of, you know, just them hanging out doing the most mundane things. Yeah. So um, these these comics are kind of like they don't have much to talk about. It's well, just kind of like take it as it is. Yeah, this this specific issue doesn't have a lot to talk about because, like we said, most of the issue is them throwing punches and then exchanging quick quips with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, where Midnighter thinks Dick Grayson's evil because he's working for Spiral, and Dick Grayson's tried to convince them otherwise, but neither of them like he he's not believing him because he again again thinks he's evil yeah i mean it's kind of like all this evidence piling up against dick and dick's just like trying to get him to trust him based off of his word so i mean it's kind of put him in a difficult situation yeah and then he ends up getting trapped on the god garden at the end that just kind of leads into the next issue we keep lucking out and they keep blending into each other yeah which has been really nice so what did you think about my issue? I liked it a lot. I mean, I really like the aspect that it takes place at the concert. That's kind of fun. I'm pretty sure that the system they use for manipulating all those people, making them um, fight each other, comes back in Batman and Robin Eternal. I specifically remember that exact scene happening at Spiral in Batman and Robin Eternal. <laughs> Spoilers! Well, I don't know. Did we ever decide if we're covering Batman and Robin Eternal? Because it's so long. I want to. I want it. Okay, Even if it's just so, like like one episode where we just talk about Batman and Robin Eternal. Well, but Brittany, it's like a hundred issues. We can talk <laughs> about it in one episode. It's fine. Work. Yes, it will. We'll just have to cover it. Okay? We'll talk we'll, about we'll it later. It. I really like how in Helena being really mad at Dick, she always does this thing where she's like, well, if he's not dead, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> Or if he's dead, I'm going to kill him. Oh, no, it's, no, it's if he's not dead, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. That's <laughs> one of my favorite things. She does it, like, a lot, where she threatens to murder him. Uh-huh. I mean, it's Dick. He fucks around a lot, so... And I get her frustration. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it starts off with her not knowing where Dick is. Uh-huh. On her way, zooming over to Tel Aviv. The majority of the issue... <laughs> Is Dick again trying to convince Midnighter that he's not evil? Yeah, these ones are really hard to talk about because they don't have a lot of individual events. It's kind of one overarching story. Yeah. And it's kind of... Our summary is basically going to cover it. We're trying not to summarize it right now. We're just trying to talk about the bits we liked, which... Mm -hmm. um, 
I, one of the things I did really like, which, I mean, I liked it as a scene, but I also hate it because I fucking hate this character. <laughs> um, Mr. Minos goes to the concert, you know, to help. Uh, you don't know it's him at first because it just shows the back of his head. I mean, I knew it was him immediately, but go off. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't pay for the falafel he orders. He just walks away. <laughs> like, who does that? No, no, no. He pays for it. He just doesn't give up enough. <laughs> but still, <laughs> he's such an asshole. I mean, if you were a swirly face weirdo and you could get away with it, would you not? No, I would have paid that vendor for the whole amount. <laughs> he has a family to feed. It's not like it's a big corporation. It's not like you're stealing from Walmart or something. <laughs> it's a little local vendor that's at this concert. Oh, I know, I know. I think that he's just kind of abusing his power. It's he's menace, an asshole. Whatever. Period. <laughs> uh, there's also a illusion that I guess it's not really it's a, an illusion, but well, Dick's trying to convince the gardener to let him go to help Midnighter because he doesn't know what he's walking into. He kind of talks about how Batman saved him and like like was his safety net and. That kind of stuff, which, I mean, it, it's a nice touch to it to kind of include that and, you know, humanize what he's doing a little bit more. Because a lot of it, it's really, really dry, spy, that kind of stuff. I really like whenever he refers to anyone as his safety net, just because the whole acrobat thing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, in in your comic, they also say that, like, Helena was about to be like orca chum or whatever mm-hmm. and i mean like i know it's not a reference but it really kind of made me think about like the old comics where they would call each other chum <laughs> <laughs> and how cringy that is now but i mean like back then it was whatever <laughs> also uh sin by silence uh-huh really that's your name <laughs> well i mean they're the fist of cain <laughs> You have to give away your identity with your name somehow. We learned that from Drake. We learned that from... Uh, I love that. I love that we keep bringing that up, even though it's like such a recent thing. He's not Drake anymore. It's so recent that it didn't happen anymore. They undid it. Oh, thank God. He's back to being Robin and uh, Damien quit being Robin. Oh, right, 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 right. So confusing now. So much shit going on. Because Damien betrayed the entire Teen Titans. So he's like, I'm not Robin anymore. <laughs> I like the way you said that. I just, I, I want to point out, Helena's like going crazy because of the brain and her hypnose isn't really working and all that stuff. And so she kisses Dick to fix it. Like, what the actual fuck with that? Well, I think it's more so that her hypnosis is kind of short-circuiting, so she's still trying to fight mm-hmm. it. And I think maybe because her and Dick, she she likes Dick. It's been, like, a clear thing that she's been teasing Dick throughout this whole comic series. Um, and I think that kind of, like, gave her the little oomph to help fight back against the brain control with the hypnosis. Mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't love I think, Dick? I think the main thing that's keeping her together is the hypnos, but I think that kind of just gave her the encouragement to continue fighting. I mean, I guess, but it it, it, it leaves a lot of implication to be had. Like, also it's fairy just tales, like, Brittany. well, I mean, Helena's like over here, like, like about to fucking kill a man or I guess multiple men. And she's like, 
dick. Come here. I fucking hate you. I fucking love you. She kisses him and all, all of a sudden, you know, he's, she's magically fixed. That's not how shit works. This I ain't mean. no fucking fairy tale. Her problems aren't always solved by a fucking man. So there's a great quote by Midnighter. Well, before he helps them, I think it's so funny that this whole time he hasn't been believing Dick. Uh-huh. When Dick is, like, trying to say, hey, I'm not a bad guy, I'm not a bad guy. But he believes a violent brain assault from Spiral. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, one basically made you have a seizure. The other one is working with Batman. And you know Batman's a good guy, so why uh-huh. wouldn't he be a good guy? Listen, uh, to quote Dick from Teen Titans, fuck Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Midnighter is helping them fight the Fist of Cain. And in doing so, uh, Dick basically puts him on crowd control. And he has this wonderful quote. I've fought aliens and gods and demons, but this is the first time I've fought a falafel chef. Mm-hmm. That was a great quote. It was, I, mean, <laughs> I loved it so much. It's just great. Another one of my favorite quotes here is when I think it's Helena is she, like she's trying to get through the crowd. She says, and I quote, get the hell out of my way, you damn hipsters, which <laughs> I think is pretty amazing. Uh, I mean, I feel that. I, I really and truly do. And then um, I like how uh, Dick talks about how he used to roller skate with his favorite redhead to the song that the band is playing and that they ruined the song for him now, <laughs> which brought up an argument with me and Brittany who's the redhead <laughs> is and, it barbara is it starfire is it wally we don't know listen well, it's barbara listen going with the trend of everything it's barbara but what if it's kid flash <laughs> listen as much as i would love i would so fucking literally love for it to be kid flash wally west I, I highly <laughs> doubt it's not because this comic is written by men. But it doesn't say, like, romantically. <laughs> they could have just been rollerblading for funsies. You know what? We'll put a boat up on our social media. Yeah, yeah, let's fucking do that, okay? <laughs> Help me prove Anthony wrong. As much as I'd love for it to be Wally. Any other scenes from the concert you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, I actually want to point something out that we were very disappointed about after the concert. Dick's talking to Batman again, but this time he's wearing a shirt. That is so the we can... first instance. <laughs> I mean, he's wearing a shirt, but also no pants. He's <laughs> wearing underwear, okay? Well, I'm just saying no pants. Let's stop I'm sure, I'm, okay, listen, I'm sure that's what he sleeps in. <laughs> He's in a tank top and, sh- and his boxers, okay? I'm sure that's what he sleeps in. So, um, no tally mark this week. My favorite thing in this is how it ends. I really like how there's Mr. Minos has shown how weird he is by just <laughs> sitting there talking to himself. He has a conference call with himself. Yeah. It's it's amazing. I love it. I love that they're making him seem like a crazy man because I've always viewed him as a crazy man. Also, um, there is a Lady Gaga reference, and I feel like that really dates when this came out. <laughs> Where? Uh, if you go back one page, right there. Now, there's no rest for the wicked, and since Lady Gaga probably isn't a member of the Fist of Cain, we'll have to entertain ourselves with Checkmate again. I don't think that dates it. She's still putting out music. She just put out a new album. 
Listen, she's not that big anymore, though. She was just in a big blockbuster. Not blockbuster, but big movie. I think it won an Oscar. Sorry. For music, she's not, (laughs) like, you know what I mean. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that album sold really well. I'm sure it did. I'm not saying Lady Gaga's not big anymore. I'm saying, you know, she's not, like, as big as she was when she first came out. Not big enough to put her in a reference for a comic right now. I'm just saying, because Mr. Minos has the weird swirly face going on, I, I think that he's very into her. <laughs> I think the swirly face look was something that he, like, said she should wear, too, because it looked very good on her. But yeah, that, that's all I got for this one. Yep, that's about it. Uh, do you want to get into our bits? Yeah. Uh, want to do covers first? Yeah, we can do covers. My favorite cover was the Harley Quinn variant cover for, I think it was your issue? Uh, it is issue seven, so yes. Yeah, I, I thought it was really cool. Um, this was during some kind of event where Harley had like a bunch of covers for things. She had a bunch of variant covers. The Flash was, oh no, that was a week before. I think yeah. this was the month of Harley or something. It was her anniversary. That's right. They did like a whole month of Harley stuff. Yeah, this is back. This series came out back when they were doing like month variant covers for everything, which I really like that system, and I wish they would bring it back. Yeah, because that had me like regularly buying issue comics that I never read. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that are sealed that you just don't ever open them. Well, just because I love the covers, so that's the main reason I actually buy physical copies is for the covers. If I like the cover enough, I'll buy it even if I never read it. So my favorite was uh, an homage to Nightwing 124. And it's actually the Flash 75th anniversary cover. When they were doing a big event for Flash that month too. (laughs) (laughs) Was it, was it, I don't think it was the same month. I think it's like spread out a little bit. No, it was the next month. It was like oh. one month apart. It was okay. Flash month, then Harley month. Yeah, but yeah. Flash but yeah, no, I, I really like that. I, I like that issue too, because I, I used to have that back when I had my laptop. Mm-hmm. That was my, um, the original version of it, the 124 was my uh, laptop background for I've the longest time. Up. I also want to bring up, uh, I keep choosing uh, covers that have kind of Batman reference to it, and there's some bats in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you compare the variants to the original covers, you'll probably see why we chose those ones. <laughs> well, I actually like the original cover of the other one too, the issue seven. I think it looks pretty neat with the fist of cane like dogpiling on. Um, oh yeah, Helena and Dick. No, no, I like it. I mean, I I just I, like the. the I like those fist of cane outfits better than everyone else that they fought that issue, and I don't know why none of those people appeared in this issue. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they look so. That always cool. kind of bugs me a little bit. Like, I get why they don't do that. Especially Mohawk Lady with the big yeah. what is it, scimitar? Dude, I don't fucking know, but I want to be jagged her when I sword. Grow up. <laughs> do you want to start with your favorite panel from issue six? Uh, yeah, but I think you know what my favorite panel is from issue I do. six: the zombie orca with legs that attacks Dick Grayson and Helena. In case it's you so cool visual. looking. I'm glad that they included this weird thing in the issue because, like, I mean, comics is just weird things happening to the characters all the time. I don't know. I just really like it. That's my favorite thing in this issue. I really like the <laughs> just crab. It makes whale. the issue for you. Yeah, uh, it, it's a good one, Anthony. <laughs> a good one i don't even know how to how to describe it more than it we talked about it a lot earlier already oh <laughs> uh, that's great Just imagine shamu but 
crab legs <laughs> grafted onto the bottom of him. And zombified. Yeah. So, um, shall I direct you to my PowerPoint presentation? Yeah, let's go to your PowerPoint so I can see your favorite. Is this, are you posting this whole PowerPoint on our social media? Sure. So, <laughs> so uh, this is my favorite panel for number six. <laughs> but I'd know that ass anywhere. Yep. I mean, listen, I had to. I do, really do you like, like my graphic design is my passion? <laughs> I love that graphic design is true. I'm telling you, we need to post the whole on the social media. We'll post screenshots. Just throw my, just throw my uh, favorite panel in there, too. <laughs> That's what they got to click on for favorite panel. I'll make one of these for each one. Um, so I was really looking for the, like, the old, really, really shitty words, word art. Mm-hmm. I remember those. I used to use them all the time at the top of my essays. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even when they didn't want it, I'd use it for the title of my essay. I mean, this, this is kind of my best equivalent to it. But this is my favorite panel for issue six. Yeah, I assumed that you know, that would be your favorite panel for that issue. Listen, one of us had to choose it. <laughs> and it kind of becomes a reoccurring theme of, but I'd know that ass anywhere. Yeah. Dick Grayson is identifiable, not just by his face, but by his ass. I mean, it doesn't help that he's wearing the same outfit every day. Even if your face is swirly, someone's going to recognize you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we've talked about it before that um, we may just see him wearing the same outfit, but it may just be the the hypnos. The hypnos makes the outfit too, yeah. I don't know, but anyways, <laughs> that was my favorite panel. Since we're in my uh, wonderful uh, time, it took a lot of time for me to throw this together for you, Anthony. So it was uh, presented to you in a very professional manner. I appreciate. We'll move on to my favorite panel for issue seven so i chose this one uh-huh it's a midnighter singing i gonna I was, suck that panel right out of my head gonna track down spiral and fill him with lead it says implant not panel oh why did i say panel <laughs> because it's my favorite panel i okay i had I, a i had a hard time choosing uh panels for this one because there's a lot of things that i liked in it mm-hmm. but I chose this one just because it kind of shows another side to Midnighter, and it's very different, and it's funny. Yeah, for a second, I honestly thought that somehow Dick Grayson had uh, beaten Midnighter up, taken his clothes, and was pretending to be him in front of the garden. (laughs) That's actually what I thought the first time I read the comic, like way back in whatever year it was, 2012. Because he's smiling and singing, and that's Uh something Dick Grayson does. It's it's a very Dick Grayson move. Uh Uh-huh. So, so that's my favorite panel for uh, number seven. Yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, it's a pretty great panel. Mine is actually uh, right there, the Helena one at the bottom. Yeah, I really like it just because, like, it shows how her mind's fracturing. She's, like, all in purple. The images in her mind are in red, and it's, like, spiral, spirally going around. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. And there's, like, cracks in the images, too, showing happy people, angry people, posters, hands grabbing at her. I, you I know, really funny like enough, I almost chose this one too. Really? Just because out of all the panels in this issue, this one was the most different. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like kind of, um, if you look at her eyes, it almost looks like the implants uh, fucking up too. Yeah, well, I mean, I think they're, in her the whole eyes. thing is that they're, they're going, they're like overheating or something. Mm-hmm. They're trying to keep the brain control waves out of her head. 
Yeah. So she's like, it's showing that she's fighting it, but also like having issues fighting it. Yeah. No, definitely. It's definitely showing that it's fritzing out. Mm -hmm. So who was your uh, background rebound? Um, My background rebound was the, well, I mean, it's two of them technically. It's the falafel chefs. You bitch. (laughs) Did you make the same one? I mean, we could have the same one. It's not, it's not a falafel man. Yeah. <laughs> I I would like to have a comic series, just a short series about the adventures of the falafel men in Tel Aviv around helping or feeding people while superheroes are active. Just what their adventures get up to. Just kind of like... After they were able to fight Midnighter. <laughs> like, that'd, be, that'd actually be really fucking hilarious if there was a comic just based around them and their interactions with superheroes. Yeah, just like a one-off. I'd be fine with just a one-off of, like, mm-hmm. these background characters. No, absolutely. Like, it'd be, like, as if, like, um, in Metropolis, there's a hot dog man on the on the street corner, and he gets visited by Superman and Supergirl. And, and he gives them free hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff. I think it'd be funny. And, like, I'm pretty sure they're brothers, too, because they, they have that kind of, like, vibe. I don't know if that makes sense. I, I, I get it, what you're saying. They have that kind of relationship. Yeah. Even though, again, they're only in there for like two pages. <laughs> <laughs> they seem like their brothers running a hot dog cart, you know. That or they've been friends for a while. Yeah. I mean, you gotta have some kind of relationship with somebody if you're having, if you're running, running a falafel a stand together. together. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to do on or off first? Um, go ahead and do off so we can end on a good note. Okay. Uh, do you I don't want to end yours? with horrible clothes. Uh, yeah, mine is uh, really easy to find. It's the lead singer of the band. I don't know why he's wearing both. Did you choose the same thing? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I do not understand why he's wearing what I assume are cargo pants, green cargo pants, blue <laughs> gloves that look like what nurses and they're, they're white would gloves. Wear. Are they white gloves? They're white gloves. Yeah, he says, it says it literally on the screen right here. And now you know I wear these white gloves as a symbol of my wish to give peace to the world with open hands. Sir, those are blue. (laughs) It's the light that's reflecting off of them. Um, And then he's wearing welder's goggles. Listen, he looks kind of like he belongs in an 80s movie as a lifeguard. To me, it looks like he's wearing... Booster Gold's glasses, gloves, <laughs> and that's it. Like, he just stole those, and he's like, okay, some shorts, too. Also, he's shirtless here. <laughs> yeah, no shirt. Uh, and his name is Clutch, by the way. Clutch? Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, he's who I put his mind to. Yeah, he's terrible. just a fucking disaster. <laughs> terrible clothes. But it's also very um, rock star-ish for him to do, because... Some people just, they throw together outfits. (laughs) Okay, so my off fleek for this issue, or my on fleek for this issue, sorry, not off, on. Uh My on fleek (laughs) is, uh, I hope you didn't get the same one. I don't think so, because I kind of stretched for this one. My on is Poppy. Ooh. I really like the jumpsuit the Poppy Ashmore is wearing. In, okay, I did not expect that. Up, I, I will. You standing there going, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry, you just caught me off guard. 
Um, what it really reminds me of is, oh shit, what's the kids show? Uh, there was a, this children's show where it was like these four guys in a band that lived in a house that had like a mouse in the walls and stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, this, um, of, oh God, what is it? That, it looks like that jumpsuit, right? I think so. Hold on, it's going to bug me. I need to look up what it is. Imagination Movers. Yeah, the Imagination Movers. Her outfit looks like one of the Imagination Movers. <laughs> oh, God. Doesn't I mean, it? <laughs> yeah, in a way. They imagine it all. Um, I just love her, her name tag on it. It just looks so out of place. <laughs> Dr. Ashmore. It's literally in the same as just like theirs. Watch. Go, go open it back up and look Is at it. Is it? They have a oh, name match in the exact same spot. Oh, yeah, kind of. So um, we could just infer from this that Poppy is using the... The reason she came down to the mist room was because she was going to recreate the show, the Imagination Movers. It's her passion. <laughs> just like graphic and design And that's why is she was passion. very shocked when she came across Minos. Minos jerked like, off. I thought I reserved this. <laughs> I thought I reserved this room. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's too fucking funny. Um, I do want to point out um, that scene. Like, it kind of seems like she's snooping around. Uh-huh. Like she might be a spy on Spiral. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe a little foreshadow going on there. I mean, she could have also been just looking for a snack. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, are you referring to Mr. Meadows as a snack? or I was referring to her eating people. <laughs> That, that's what I was going for. Yeah, but you also applied Mr. Meadows with a snack, and no, <laughs> no, Brittany. <laughs> I guess my phrasing of that could have been a little bit better. So this is my Alfred would be proud of your dressing skills. It's just Midnighter. It's Midnighter. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me let me explain. It's the red glow. It's it, only on him. It makes it look like his costume is red. It's the dramatic red glow that he had the gardener put on him. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of gives me some like Daredevil vibes. Yeah, it looks like a, it literally looks like Daredevil's costume. I get it. And I mean, it was just the fact that it was just on him. Like it's not in the background. It's not on Dick, nothing. It's just on him. So it makes him look like he's got a red suit. And I'm, I'm kind of feeling it. <laughs> not gonna lie. So you're saying he had the gardener do it just for dramatic effect? Yes. <laughs> Midnighter, listen. Had a conversation. Look, I'm gonna pull him onto the ship. I want you to put a red light on me, just me. <laughs> Midnighter is about style and execution. Okay. Intimidation tactics. He's <laughs> like, this may not go well, but I'll be damned if I don't look good doing it. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my on. Ending it on a uh, high note. <laughs> yep, and I think that was the episode. Yeah. So, um, so make sure to check out our social medias that we've referenced to several times throughout the episode. Uh, we're on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and I don't know if there's anything else. Just that's, that's it. it. Just oh, that, and that's it. I think we have our own website, but I don't know what it is yet because we haven't finished setting it up. Because <laughs> <laughs> our uh, hosting thing comes with a website. We're professionals, okay? <laughs> It will be set up by the time you listen to this episode. We'll, we'll put a link in the description or whatever it is. I will force Bri- I will lock her in a room without food until she's able to make it. Bitch, you can try.
Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, like I, like Anthony said at the beginning, we're kind of out of practice at the moment. I think it came together pretty well so far, though. I'm proud of us. This is hard. <laughs> these were hard issues to talk about. And then I, I just like it because we get to talk to each other about these issues that we read forever ago. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, we, we read these comics kind of separately. Like, he was ahead of me. And so we weren't quite at the same part. And yeah, we I don't think I've gone through and talked about referencing. these. It's just fun talking about stuff that you're reading. It's kind of like our own little book club. Yeah, it's our uh, comic club. Comic book club. <laughs> but thanks for listening. Uh, we'll post the, the pictures of stuff we were talking about and my wonderful and lovely PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> Okay, bye. Bye. Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul, seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons, speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. We're so sorry, skeletons, you're so misunderstood. You only want to socialize. But I don't. A spooky, scary skeleton shouts startling, shrilly screams. They'll sneak from their sarcophagus and just won't leave you be. So unsafe, it's semi-serious Spooky, scary skeletons are silly all the same The smile and scrabble slowly by and drive you so insane Sticks and stones will break your bones, they seldom let you snooze Spooky, scary skeletons will wake you a dutch bros ad this week very upset this podcast is brought to you by dutch brothers anthony has an empty cup over there i do not have one near me but um dutch bros we love you okay thanks bye